Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pro football full circle. 56 for the win. Right hash. Snap. Hold. Kick. Kick on the way. Kick is good and the Cowboys win. This is a 36-yarder to win it. Young man from Klein, Texas. Snap. Set. Kick. Andrew DePaula snaps, Jordan Berry holds. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he it's missed so good. It. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, Are my heavens. Me? I wish this was the first time that we saw this happen. Oh, my heavens. We are off and running in today's edition of Pro Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. Joe Lisi, Holden Kushner, taking you around the league. Breaking news, you heard about the Antonio Brown situation. He is right now tested negative on the COVID protocol. Needs two negative tests to return for Sunday's action. Jacoby Brissett takes over for Tua. Uh, That situation developing, Tua with broken ribs. Jacoby Brissett, Holden, has said that he wants to be a starter, was up in arms about, you know, he he is a starter in this league. They lost 35 to nothing, didn't put up any points against Buffalo, and then we'll see how it plays out this coming Saturday, Sunday. And then this breaking news in terms of the developments with Davis Mills, right, taking over for Tyrod Taylor this Sunday. It is interesting. We hear about all of the quarterbacks. Big Ben is banged up, pectoral, muscle, and then all the old man does in Tampa, right, is toss five touchdown passes, lead his team to a a 20-plus win over Atlanta, covers the number. This guy, Tom Brady, wins Super Bowls and is playing at the peak of his career, maybe at the end of it right now. Unbelievable in terms of the, the longevity of what touchdown Tom has done, not only in New England, but Tampa Bay. All right, where do you want me to start, Lisey? There's a lot going on. So we got the Brissett situation, and we got the Antonio Brown situation. Let's start with Brown then. I'm seeing a lot, and listen, Twitter, you got a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about, but we got beat writers now saying, oh, I don't like the Bucks as much in this game. I like the Rams more because Antonio Brown could be out. Do you oh. know that there's still a million and a half weapons there, and Tom Brady's playing uh, peak Tom Brady. He still has Mike Evans. He still has Godwin. He still has Gronkowski. He is 
in the midst of what is possibly his best season ever. And back in 2007, when he threw 50 touchdowns, I, I know there were a couple of Peyton Manning seasons in there where some say it was better. I still think that 07 Brady was the best, the, the top end quarterbacking that you're ever going to see. But what about Brady now? I mean, this is easily the best weapons he's ever had. Belichick never surrounded him with anything like this before. Nope. Maybe he just didn't need it. But my goodness, 379, four touchdowns week one. Uh, just 276 on 36 pass attempts, five touchdowns and no picks last week against the Falcons. Okay, so two jabroni defenses, but this guy is still the best. He's right up there playing the best football. And I'll ask you a question right now. I'm going to put you on the spot. Rest of the season, Mahomes or Brady? Mahomes with his weapons or Brady with his weapons? Which offense do you feel more comfortable winning a championship with? Well, I told you this from the beginning. It, for me, it's Brady. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not a buyer of the Kansas City Chiefs. I said it at the start of the year when they had a win total of 12 and a half. They were slightly uh, juiced to the under there. I think it was plus 100 when we did the shows in the offseason on FanDuel. I said I think they're one injury away, and I think they are just basically walking through the motions. You saw that last year. I think they can be beat. I'm not sold on their defense with Frank Clark. I don't think they're an elite defense. If we're taking teams as a whole with the quarterbacks, I think you have to go all in with Tom Brady. He makes mm -hmm. those players around him better. The, the players buy in. That defense brought in last year with Devin White, the ability for that offense to change like a chameleon in the playoff game. It was the, the offensive line and Leonard Fournette to p ground and pound. That took the pressure off for Brady last year. That did take the pressure off of Brady. But to me, it's just fascinating that he's playing at such a high level now. It, it just blows my mind because this should not be happening. He's old. He looked like he had a noodle arm at points in times the last three seasons. And that's just not the case anymore. And here's the one thing for the numbers only guys out there. Okay. Tom Brady, the numbers, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same. It wasn't the same before he headed to Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter. This guy has the intangible. You, there's no number besides for wins and losses. You can't explain his impact on an organization. The Bucks were a laughing stock. You had Jameis Winston throwing 50 times a game, throwing six touchdowns and five interceptions. And now you got a guy that just comes in, commands immediate respect. And I can't believe I'm saying this with all the terrific teams out there. And honestly, I don't care what happens in this game against the Rams. For me, the Bucks are the Super Bowl favorites. It's tough to go back to back. But I haven't seen a team through two games with the quarterback play that we're seeing out of this guy. Not the way he does it. I mean, Lamar took a game over the other night with his legs. Brady just does it with his brain and his arm. Yep, he puts his team in a position to win ball games, and that's that's what you want out of, out of a starting quarterback, a Super Bowl champion, looking for his eighth Super Bowl ring. Amazing that he's 43 years old and looking for more. Still has that same intensity when he came into the league as a rookie, rookie from the University of Michigan. When we come back, we'll dive right into that big ball game in New England. Uh, keep it where it is, Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi, Holden Kushner breaking down NFL action week number three. Going to jump right into that ball game in New England and in Massachusetts. I'm looking right now, New England three point favorites on FanDuel plus a hundred. You want to take a shot on the Saints? making another road game. They got blown out by Carolina last week as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, catching three points in this ballgame on the road to face Mac Jones. Minus 122 on FanDuel. Total set, very low. We know that both teams have solid defenses. 41-and-a-half, slightly juiced to the overhold in. I got to be honest with you. I, I was down on the Saints. This was even prior to the hurricane with Ida. I know now they're displaced. It affected them last week. Now they go on the road. New England and Mac Jones have a victory under their belt. Granted, it was against Zach Wilson and the New York Jets, a team that they've owned in recent years, especially with Bill Belichick. But playing at home and the fact that New Orleans is back-to-back road games, I'm going to lay the three points. And I think this is a game where both offenses do maybe score some points. I think the total's too low. I'm going to go over that 41 and a half. So you're on the Patriots, correct? I am. I'm laying the three and going over yeah. 41 and a half. Yeah. I, somehow I found it at two and a half, and I would go up to three even money, too. Uh, here's the deal. You have a turnover-prone quarterback in Jameis Winston, and yes, he was terrific in week one. I get it. Everybody seems to want this uh, to want this guy to succeed, so they continue to invest in him. Do you know how bad he was last week? And really, in week one, he threw five touchdowns. Two of those were set up by turnovers. The Packers had basically quit, but you know what? I credit Winston. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. That's spectacular. But he went right back to being the guy that he is against the Panthers. Panthers emerging defense. We know that the Patriots probably have an even better defense than that. The Saints offense put up seven points. He was sacked four times, and he threw two interceptions. Now, he did run for 19 yards for a touchdown, so that was fine. But I have about an 8 out of 10 confidence level here. And if I got an 8 out of 10, I'm definitely back in a team. I think that's that's where the threshold is. Mm-hmm. They're going to force Jameis into turnovers. He is going to be confused. They're going to take the best player out of the game, which means they're going to focus on Kamara. How are they beating the Patriots this week? I, I just don't get it. I don't think it happens, and I'm with you on the side of New England. Well, I, when I talked about uh, New Orleans in terms of why I was down on them, whether it be, you know, and this was before 
they actually picked the quarterback, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. To me, it didn't matter. I thought, you know, without Michael Thomas in that lineup, number one, for an extended period of time, not sold on their wide receivers, although love little Jordan Humphrey. Now, he only had one catch last week, 27 <laughs> yards. But I think he's – I really do believe he's the best wide receiver without Michael Thomas in that lineup. Everybody talks about Callaway, the – the, the burner from Tennessee, and he stepped up, granted, in the preseason. But but I like little Jordan Humphrey. He's a big target, 6'4", around 220 pounds. I think he could develop in the offensive scheme. But, but I just don't see if they take away Kamara, especially in the run game, they're going to make him one-dimensional. They're going to blitz off the edge for Jameis. He's not that mobile. You know where he's going to be. And I think they can force him into even more turnovers, to your point. So so that's going to be the matchup from a defensive perspective for New England. The question I have for you, okay, is not can New England win this game, but bigger picture, because their, their preseason win total was 9.5. Can they win games the way they have, just the way they did last week against the Jets, grind it out, force turnovers, rely on the run game, short to intermediate safe throws. At what point does that burn you, especially if you're going to face a team like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or even Cleveland down the road, a team that does have better weapons than you? Can they realistically win games without a big play threat over the top? I think that they are... A team that is going to give a lot of people headaches because they're going to keep every game close. If they're going to, if they're going to keep Mac Jones in this very controlled environment and not open up the offense, I do think their defense is good enough to just keep them in every single game, which was the only reason why I said, oh, maybe this is a little bit too tight of a line, minus three. Can they really win this thing by a field goal? It's going to go matchup by matchup. I love this one just because I think they're going to absolutely destroy Jameis Winston. Do I think they're much more than a 500 team? No, they're probably a nine and eight team, maybe a, a 10 and seven team, which would be a really big step up for them. They, they looked right. like they had nothing, but what they're doing defensively is spectacular, very efficient offensively. Damian Harris just has to hold on to the ball. And the last thing I'll say about this is that on the New Orleans side, they've got a terrific pass rush. Uh, Peyton Turner, defensive end. Uh, you got Jordan there still, Cam Jordan. So right. they can get to the quarterback. To me, it'll be interesting to see how Mac Jones handles a lot of pressure this week because I think he's going to be under a lot of pressure. The problem that the Patriots are going to have is if their defense has a bad day, a team like the Chiefs or the Browns get up on them by 17 points. Well, now you're relying on the quarterback right. to bring you back in the game. And I don't think they feel comfortable with that. So they're going to be in most games. They're going to have major problems coming back, though, if McDaniel doesn't open up the offense. And it's and only your, two weeks, so it's right, possible. No. Right, and you want to actually you know, bring him along slowly, get him acclimated to the offense. He's utilizing Henry. You saw that uh, Sunday against the Jets. I guess a weakness or a concern heading into this ball game against New Orleans, third down conversions, only 3 of 12. They only rushed for 101 yards against the Jets. You want a little bit more to be put in manageable third down situations. James White, I mean, again, you know, he always seems to step up, led the team in terms of receiving yards again on Sunday. I mean, that's that's pretty interesting coming out of the backfield. You would like you would like to see some of those other wide receivers. Jacoby Myers is more of a possession guy. 
always mm-hmm. was. Janu Smith and Hunter Henry, yeah, we know they utilize two tight ends, but but can, do they get a wide receiver down the road? Do they, can you see this team, you know, midseason acquiring a free agent or no. someone to really helping their offense? What do they do? No. I think that they wait for Mac Jones to get even more comfortable in the offense, and that's it. And what else are you going to do? You're going to trade for a veteran wide receiver and just plug him in with a rookie quarterback right away and just expect it to work? They've got what they've got, and they've got a really good defense, and it seems as though they've got a really good young quarterback, and they have a terrific talent in Damian Harris as their running back. So they have a lot of good foundation there. This is not going to be the year that they're going to contend for a Super Bowl, but they got enough this year to be an above 500 team. And while that might be unacceptable by Belichick standards, Taking a big step forward for me would be a big step forward to getting back to where the Patriots are used to being. Well, when the Patriots defeated uh, Kansas City in the championship game, right, and they grounded it uh, out over uh, 150 yards on that defense, remember the Frank Clark offsides game where where they won that ball game by three. Would you say same same type of team at this point, or is this team a little bit off the mark? And you take the quarterback out of it in terms of Tom Brady. I'm talking about the role players. They had Rex Burkhead. Now you have Damian Harris. You have James White. You have both of those tight ends. Are they are they a little bit stronger now because of the two tight end system as opposed to where they were a couple of years ago, even though they made it to the, the Super Bowl from an interior line offense and defensive do you view this team stronger or weaker from that point oh it's not nearly as strong as they were when they beat the uh the patriots right or when they beat the chiefs right is is that what you're asking me to compare yeah i'm asking you that right now no you know they're no. another team defensively they picked off wilson four times last week i mean that was nice to see right and i yeah, think they was. could completely confuse Jameis winston but to compare this team to the one that was led by Tom Brady, I mean, the only thing I could say is that they got a revamped defense, and I think it might be a little bit better than the one that they got to the Super Bowl with when all is said and done. When we come back, we'll be breaking down that game in Kansas City. Chargers, six-and-a-half-point dogs to the Chiefs. Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Breaking down week number three of the NFL. Talked about New England and New Orleans. Going to turn our attention to that battle in Arrowhead between the Chiefs and Chargers. Kansas City was a seven-point favorite for much of the day yesterday. Now on FanDuel, six and a half, minus 110 either way. High total, 55 and a half. Juiced at minus 118 to the over. I just told Holden in the break, I'd be willing to take the money line here with with Justin Herbert and the crew at plus 235. Definitely like them at plus six and a half in this ballgame. I know Kansas City coming off the loss Monday night to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I really don't care. I think the public perception in this game is that a lot of people back uh, the Chargers against Dallas. They were in striking distance, lost that matchup by three points, allowed the running game to go wild in that matchup between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Now they go on the road. You just assume Patrick Mahomes going to put it all together and dominate this ball game. I don't think so. I think Kansas City has some issues running the football. We saw it again on Monday night with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, he did fumble the football, but this rushing attack is not the same where it was a couple of seasons ago with Damian Williams, and it certainly isn't where it was, at least in the first eight games last year, when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and that offensive line were wearing down opposing defenses at the point of attack. The only thing I'll say about this is that they just faced two of the best run-stopping defenses in the world, but... I mean, Edwards Hilaire kind of does look like a little bit of a plotter. So he's got a lot to prove here. I think in the next two to three weeks, he's got to step up. That's not the concern for me, though, because Patrick Mahomes can carry that offense. The concern I have is their defense. Have you seen how bad their defense is? So the first two weeks of the season, they are last in expected points added, which is just it, it, it measures field position, how many points a team should be scoring from this part of the field or this drive. They're last. They were 18th and 19th the last two years. They are absolutely awful. And I think that's what's going to come back and bite them. Now, I don't think they're walking, going through the motions like they were last year, Lisey. That's where you and I are going to disagree. I don't think they're going through the motions. I just think that some of their offense has been figured out. And defensively, they're an absolute train wreck, whether it be the talent or the scheme or the execution, whatever it is, whatever it is, they can't get off the field on third down. Yep. Oh, six of it's... 11, six of 11 for Lamar Jackson on, on Monday night. That's over 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and their offense won a six on third down. You know, when you can't sustain drives and your defense, let's say, is getting gassed the way they were. It's hard to really step up and make plays. And they didn't make adjustments. That's the that's another thing. Look at the flip side when they had the the double digit lead, right? Baltimore's mm-hmm. defense made adjustments. We have not really seen that in back to back weeks now with the defense, have we? 
We have not. And again, I'm just going to keep going back to this. If you can't stop the other team and they have not been able to stop the other team, then you're going to be in a shootout every single game. Now, again, I think that Mahomes, his play, and he has the weapons to carry his team through the regular season. But what's going to happen when they have to go up against you know, an elite oh, offense? Uh, well, Buffalo's one of them, but as we talked about yesterday, Josh Allen needs to get it together because right now he's extraordinarily inaccurate on intermediate throws. But I would say you could go back and you look what the Ravens did with that blueprint, take Tyree Kill out of the game, uh, let Kelsey get his yards, but take away some of his effectiveness in the red zone. That's the blueprint right now. How many teams have an elite enough defense to keep the Chiefs in check and a good enough offense to take advantage of the worst defense in the league through two weeks? How many teams are there? Well, can we say the Chargers are one of those teams? Let's do that. So, (laughs) last week was very disappointing. I mean, this is like last year. Just like last year, you got a chance in the waning moments to go win a football game, and they couldn't close it out. Now, week one was a different story at Washington. Justin Herbert ran the clock out, A-plus-plus effort from them. But the fact that they just were slogged down offensively by that Cowboys defense, a little bit concerning. But I, and I, <laughs> I really thought going into last week, the Cowboys defense was as bad as it got. But no, they get to face a worse defense this week in Kansas City. Let's see if Herbert can take advantage of it a little bit more because I was disappointed in the Chiefs offense last week. Well, let's see. And this is a game at the end of the year, right, with the Chiefs uh, clinching that spot that they rested a lot of people in, in the last week of the season and, and uh, L.A. stepped up with a 17-point win, right? Dominated that ball game uh, last year at the end of the year. I think... L.A. is going to come in confident, and, and I believe that in, in for twofold. They they went up against Dallas, and they went up against Washington, and they, they come out with a split. Okay, as disappointing as that loss was to Dak Prescott and the crew, it was only a three-point loss. Your defense played fairly well for the most mm-hmm. part, right? And then at the end of the day, I believe that you equate Kansas City to like Alabama at the college level, okay? Half the battle is believing that you can go in there and stand toe-to-toe with them and knowing that you can you can move the football effectively. And I feel that Justin Herbert and that offense can. In their minds, they believe that they can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. They have the type of weapons. Allen, Williams, Eckler moved the football on the ground last week. He could be utilized in the short intermediate passing game. They have a, a trigger man in, in Herbert that if they're trailing, they can come from behind. So that belief is there for the Chargers. And now catching a, well, right around a touchdown, six and a half, seven in that area, I think they're a live dog, especially if they score first and dictate the tempo early on against the Chiefs. I'm more interested in the total. Now, these two teams played in week two last year. It was 23-20 in overtime, and the Chiefs ended up winning this game on the road. No fans. <clears throat> no fans whatsoever. But when you're talking about the Chargers, the opposing team is probably going to have more fans. And then I take week 17 out of the mix. The Chargers scored 38, Chiefs 21, but nobody was doing anything for the Chiefs that week. To me, it's the total that is fascinating in this game. Um, 
because I think you laid out the game plan for the Chargers to win. Maybe they don't say, oh, yeah, we got to go in there and make this. We got to muck it up, make it an ugly game. Um, but <clears throat> it's got to be points. There's got to be points on both sides. My issue with backing the Chargers on the road, though, plus six and a half. I mean, that's that's a, actually I like that on the Chargers side. Now you bring it up. I'd like to get seven, seven and a half. Chiefs are a public team. Maybe it happens. But they got to go to Arrowhead with a packed crowd. And I really think that kind of moves the line a little bit. If they played on a neutral site, what's this line? Three and a half, four? Yeah, four. I'd say four. Okay. Four. I'd say four on a, you know, play, you know, Super Bowl type of atmosphere, four. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Which yeah. is bad. It's right if, there. I mean, at the end of the day, I, you have a team in, in the Chiefs 0-2 against the number. Didn't cover against the Browns. Wow. Didn't cover against Baltimore. I mean, now now you have that overreaction where now you're laying a touchdown. We saw this last year. They they won ball games but didn't cover, and now they're starting to lose games early. Or they were on the cusp of losing that game to Cleveland. They had to pull that game out. If the punt doesn't happen, could have been 0-2 right now. Uh, they've, if I'm correct, and this is a, an estimate, okay, but it's not far off if it's wrong. They're like one 11 and one in their last 13 against the spread. They never cover. They, they never seem to cover. Uh, so it's a great point by you. I will not get in on the side though, unless it gets the seven. I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to get hooked. You can buy it game. up to seven. I mean, if you're catching one ten, you could buy it up. You could tease it. I mean, would you feel confident in a teaser, let's say 13? Do you feel more confident uh, in that regard? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, I, I mean, do. obviously. Well, you could still lose. If they're going to lose by seven, they might lose by 14. You get screwed. That's all That's all I'm saying in terms of that regard. I think they're a legitimate shot to win this ballgame outright. Okay. Uh, I'm willing to roll the dice that people are going to jump on Kansas City after the Monday night performance coming back home. You have the West Coast team traveling back out to the Midwest. Could be a difficult, difficult shot. Although, Las Vegas did it. You know, you know how does that affect them in back, uh, two or three weeks? They're traveling on the road to the East Coast for an early kick. You tell me how that affects them, because I'm not that worried about it. I think a lot of people put more stock into what I happened know that's last what I year. Think. Than I year think before. a lot of people are looking at that. I'm willing to yeah. back them at, at plus two thirty-five on the money line. We'll see how it plays out. We'll we'll dive into this game a little bit deeper, hopefully with player props as the week progresses. Let's look at this one. Justin Fields making the start over Dalton on the road against Cleveland. Cleveland grinds out a ten-point win over over the Texans. Now they're laying a big number again, seven and a half minus one hundred four on FanDuel. Uh, Justin Fields. Catching seven and a half at minus one eighteen, total forty six and a half. Yeah, mm. I like Fields. I really like Fields. I love him. I think he's, but not I this think week. He steps up. I think he's a gamer. He's coming back to where where he played college ball. He's going to want to make a statement. I know that. I know that he struggled last week. He was thrown into the fire. I get that. Made some rookie mistakes, but I'm willing to take it, take the points here. I know the Browns are the better team. And I can't stand Matt Nagy. But I, I, I'm, I'm banking on the athleticism of Justin Fields to carry me through this number. The uh, Bears, their team total is 19 and a half. I don't know if they get to that this week. Matt Nagy, yeah. to me, is just, he's a dead man walking. And he's going to have to come up with a game plan he's uncomfortable with, given that he wanted to run Andy Dalton out there and be safe. 
We'll pick it up on the back end. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Continuing the conversation of the week three breakdowns, we left off with the Cleveland Browns and Chicago Bears talking about the mobility of Justin Fields. I said that I really am a buyer of Justin Fields. I've been a buyer from the start of the season when they drafted him right till now. I'm not backing down now in terms of his performance. A little bit shaky last week with an interception. Still got the victory by three points. Now he goes on the road as a seven and a half point dog. Holden left off and says no confidence in Matt Nagy. I'll second that motion and say Matt Nagy got his coaching license out of a Cracker Jack box. And that Matt Well, he's the worst. He really is the worst. Matt Nagy, quarterback in the Arena League, and he he coaches like a deer in the headlights when he gets inside the red zone. It's amazing. It it really is amazing how an offensive mind has no ingenuity inside the red zone. And, And he'll roll a quarterback out to the short side of the field and then throw a pass or run the football to the short side of the field when it's stacked one way. He he just doesn't utilize all of his weapons. Just terrible. He's horrible. So that aside, take Matt Nagy out of it. I think the legs of Justin Fields can cover this seven and a half point number. I don't know about the total. That's my only concern. If you're if you are the Bears, right? You don't want to get into a shootout. Even though Baker got nicked up last week, came back at the end of the game. You have Chubb, you have Hunt. You really don't want to get into a shootout with that offense. So I would say Bears and the under here early on. I don't feel great about the side, and I don't feel about the great about the total. But I will say this: <laughs> I think the Browns are set up. You talk about the 
the issues at tackle for the Bears, and I think they've got a lot of issues at tackle. And then you look at the Browns, Miles Garrett, and Jadavian Clowney. Oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, boy. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. So, <clears throat> with that being said, the number I'm interested in seeing, and it hasn't come out yet, is Justin Fields' rushing yards. You and I kind of were five yards apart. Uh, I right. said 40. You said 35. To me, if this thing is anything lower than 40, I'm hopping in immediately. Because um, I, set, I set the line myself. I think it's going to be 40 and a half. That's what I think. And I, I bet you it gets bet up. I, I, I would not be surprised. If they set this thing in the 20s, this might be an eight-unit bet. Okay, <laughs> I don't think they're 20s. going to. I don't know about the twenty. It won't be. Know. It won't be. They, but they like I said, yeah, if they throw it at like twenty nine and a half, abs- they would be crazy to do that. A hundred percent crazy. So I can't wait to see that line drop. I think anything forty and under is something that I'll be on. I get it. I just told you why the Browns are just going to put so much pressure on Field. But to yeah. me, I like that because I think he's going to be running for his life. This right, week. especially if they play man to man. If they play man-to-man, that's going to open up running lanes for him mm-hmm. to break contain. And and the fact that he is playing in Ohio, he's he's cognizant of the Ohio State fans there, right? Cleveland Brown, Ohio State. They, there's going to be fans coming out to see Justin Fields play this game. Uh, whether you know whether they're casual ba- uh, Browns fans, Bear fans, or Ohio State fans, they're going to want to watch him play his first NFL start, especially in Cleveland. So perfect, right? That's a perfect scenario if you want to see Justin Fields. Now, the question that I have is outside of Fields, right? You look mm-hmm. at what Cleveland did last week against Houston, and that is a horrible offensive line. 2.9 yards per carry, okay? You you feel like with uh, Fields' mobility, they can get at least three and a half on that front seven, Especially with the physical front uh, front of uh, uh, Chicago, right? Oh, they're mm-hmm. playing well in back-to-back weeks so far. And you look at the third-down defense for the Browns. I mean, they allowed Houston to convert eight of fourteen on third-down conversions last week. That's another reason why they didn't <laughs> cover that game. I mean, eight of fourteen—that's that's a big number. Anytime you're giving up over fifty percent, that means that you, your offense is on the sidelines. You know, the the opposition's sustaining drives. Most likely they're going to have scoring opportunities. Ah, Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I think that Chicago needs this game just the way it was last week, 20-17, 21-14. They need a lower-scoring game. I don't know if Nagy, he's just not, he's not a play caller that goes all out. He's, I call him the tin cup because he's afraid to open up the offense. Now, does that change with Fields this week? I I don't think – I think he plays it a little bit safe and uses his legs, and they try and do a little RPO, and they try and just slow the game down. Now, the Bears still have a decent defense. You know, this is not 85, 86, and this is probably not even – what what year was that, 09 when they got to the Super Bowl? Was that the season? Guess, you know, it's uh, not – yeah. Peyton. It's, yeah, Peyton, it's not that good of a defense, but it is good enough to at least confuse the Browns and confuse Baker Mayfield a little bit. Um, maybe they can stop the run game of the Browns. If they can do that, I think they got a shot. 
Uh, but good luck right. with that because no teams have been able to do it. Uh, again, I would for me. I'm looking at Justin Fields uh, player prop, and then I would just go to the the home total points and the away total points. And personally, I actually feel a little bit better that the Browns go under the 27 at this point because if you think this could be a muck it up game, that's a lot of points for Cleveland against the Bears. Right, it is. You're right. So that's something to look at. This might be an in-game type of bet, too, for me, where if they fall behind, you know, yeah. take a little at 7.5. If they fall behind 7 nothing, and now you're over, let's say, 10.5, 11, you're catching 12, 13, I'd be in with Justin Fields at that point, you know, even okay. more so, right, to, to keep this game close. So we'll see. We'll see how that one plays. It's not a, it's not a best bet right now. In terms of how strongly I feel, I do feel better about the Chargers as an underdog than I do the Bears in this ballgame. But we'll see as the week progresses how I feel. Now, Cincinnati is on the road to face Big Ben. Big Ben dealing with the pectoral muscle. He turned into Rottenberger, his alter ego against the Las Vegas Raiders, right? He started to turn green. It's like they were you, – you saw Ben. Every All the Steeler fans were get excited. One bad hit. It's like, uh-oh. You saw the grimace, and there goes Rottenberger. Next thing you know, they're trailing Las Vegas in this matchup. They've won 11 of the last 12 against Cincinnati. Now, the last game they did play was at the end of the year. Remember, that's after they lost about four straight. They lost by 10 points on that Sunday night or Monday night. I don't recall which night it was. 27-17. to 17. Can Joe Burrow and, and Zach Taylor strike the upset in Heinz Field back-to-back losses by Mike Tomlin and the Steelers in this matchup? See, it's kind of to me, how does Tomlin let that happen? How does Tomlin let that happen? But let's just get into some numbers here and some facts, because I think it's going to surprise you a little bit. Um, The Bengals are sixth in the league defensively, okay? Shocking. Absolutely shocking is what it is. So nobody really realizes that besides for the guys, you know, when we're digging into this stuff. They are also remarkable against the run. They're giving up 3.39 yards per carry. Okay? Here's another top 10 part of this defense. So if you're stopping the run and you're taking Najee Harris out of it, what are you doing? You're forcing Ben to throw more. And his favorite target, Deontay Johnson, is probably out of this game. So you got Juju, you got Claypool. I don't think Ben has the arm to really stretch the field with these explosive plays. Don't be shocked if the Bengals pull out an upset here. I know it sounds crazy in Pittsburgh, but I'm telling you right now, I got a strong lead toward the Bengals plus three. And if that hook comes up and I get the Bengals plus three and a half, that's where I'm going. I don't think the 144 plus 144 is enough for me to back the Bengals on a money line. But I'd try either buy the point or wait. Because as the week goes on, don't you think the Bengals, the Steelers being a public team, the Steelers are going to be more fav- more of a favorite? Uh, I think a lot's lining up for the Bengals here to make this an ugly game. And also the total of 43 and a half, extraordinarily low. But would it shock you to see like a a 20 to 17 game here? It wouldn't shock me. No, now the last time they were here in Cincinnati, I actually was on on Pittsburgh and they blew Joe Burrow out of the building in that matchup. Um, I'm not a buyer of Zach Taylor. um, But to your point about 
Ben Roethlisberger turning into Noodle Arm, right? That's <laughs> you like that saying. term. Yeah, you like I Noodle Arm. I thought you, I thought you were going to say it. I agree with you. I'm not sold on the running game. I'm not sold on the consistency of the offensive line, and that's why I was under their total at the start of the year, and I'm sticking to that. And when you look at the running game from just where they were on Saturday, uh, Sunday, 2.8 yards per carry for mm-hmm. Najee Harris. That was against the Raiders defense, who everybody was knocking coming into that game, right? Even though they were 2-0, Max Crosby, dy- dynamic week one performance against Lamar. Yeah, it's the Raiders. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's Steelers will get it done. It's the Raiders. Now you have a legitimate run defense coming into town, even though it is the Bengals. I hate the head coach. He's another head coach I can't stand, Zach Taylor. Taylor. If Zach Taylor wasn't there, I'd be all in on Joe Burrow. I'd rather have Joe Burrow calling the plays for the whole team than Zach Taylor in this ballgame. Now, it is back-to-back road games for the Bengals in this matchup. That's a cause of concern. Right, they were on the road to Chicago. Now back on the road to Pittsburgh. I'm not. I hate that type of situation. But why is the line only three? This is a team that that we know the Steelers have recently owned the Bengals eleven of the last twelve times. Yeah. So are we are we thinking this game is more like the end of the year where they lost by ten points in Cincinnati? It's possible. I would take the over in this ball game. That I wow. I do. Wow. It's low. 43 and a half. Yeah. I like that. That's a total I like. I, I would lean to the Bengals with you plus the three, but I like the total 43 and a half as a stronger play for me. Okay. If you like the over, go for it. Um, I just think the Steelers defense still has something left. I think Tomlin will come up with a game plan. Or Tomlin's staff will come up with a game plan to at least uh, mess with Joe Burrow. Because don't forget, he's still t- kind of a rookie. How many starts has he had? In the- he doesn't even have 10 starts, does he? If he has 10 starts, that's probably he where he Washington is. Washington last year. Yeah. What so, game was that, seventh? Yeah. So, I again, I think that this is going to be a defensive struggle. So, you and I are going to be on different sides of the fence here. I think it's going to be a one-dimensional Steelers offense. Their defense is going to have to score to go over that number, in my estimation. And then as far as the Bengals' offense, um, I'm surprised they haven't really stretched the field a little more. You've got T. Higgins, and outside of that, well, you know what? Jamar Chase, again, Oh, I hit his over 21-and-a-half longest reception. So they got two guys that can stretch the field now that I think about it. but I wouldn't be surprised if Tomlin takes a lot of that away. I looked for this to be a low-scoring, ugly football game and the Bengals covering. Wow. Okay, so you like the Bengals as well. It's amazing that the, the Steelers, minus 5.5 against Las Vegas, minus 3 against the, the lowly Bengals, right? One and one yep. Bengals. I mean, that's – it is interesting, only three points. Right, and I, I think what I think you're going to see Holden, and we'll talk about it on the back end, is again more public money. Steelers lost, Big Ben hurt, banged up. Here breaking comes news. Here we comes got breaking news. Steelers. When we Lisey. come back, we'll, uh, breaking we'll news, pal. We'll, we'll, breaking news. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Sports. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Wrapping up today's show, you heard Holden talk about the breaking news. Breaking news in Chicago's Matt Nagy has come out. He's made it official. Justin Fields is the starter this coming Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. We also heard now that Zach Wilson has a groin injury. Mm -hmm. If he can't go, Western Kentucky quarterback... Former Western Kentucky quarterback Mike White that actually played pretty well in the preseason. He's a he's a hilltopper. He's a gamer. Mike White uh, could definitely move the football. Started his career at South Florida, but uh, obviously not the 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 same athletic talent as mobile Zach Wilson. So we'll get a read on that as the week progresses. But let's end it with our week one line. How about this Dolphin Raider line? I mean, now we've had another day to, you know, digest the info. Mm -hmm. Brissett making the start, three-and-a-half-point dogs, Raiders 2-0. and I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm not a buyer of this team right now. I don't think they have an identity. I like Jacoby Brissett. I don't love him. And I'm willing to roll the dice here with Chucky and the crew. I think they have an identity. The team is bought in. And that's all you need. And when you have that front seven with Crosby leading the way, I think they could dominate this ballgame. You know, I think it could be close early. In the end, I I do feel they get about a 10-point, 13-point win against the Fish. Mm, a 13-point win. Well, guess what? Jacoby Brissett was in for 10 series, four punts, an interception, a fumble. They get nothing going on. He doesn't turn the ball over very much, which is nice to hear, right? He doesn't turn the yeah. ball over. More and than anything more, else, I want to know how a guy with your accent ended up a Dolphins fan, but that's a, a story for another day. I was five day. years old with a Miami Dolphin. Remember the pom-pom hats? That's how. A.J. Dewey era, wasn't it? No, Don Strock and Tommy Vigarito days. God, that's, that's how, that's how like old I am. 40. Joe Rose. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be here all week for Holding Kushner, our great producer, Andrew Torres. I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.